Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for your giving. You could still continue to give if you'd like. A little more time. <laughs> we want to just um, acknowledge and mention Muriel uh, Phillips is here this morning. God bless you. Uh, she lost her uh, father uh, just in the last week or two. Just give us a wave. Uh, we've been praying for you. God bless you. And may the body of Christ continue to pray. Amen. Well, good morning, Victory. God bless you. God bless you. We are excited to share. I just want to give you a, a ministry uh, slash praise report of uh, the first ever Judah Conference in Africa. Uh, we are just uh, so excited, so appreciative of your love and your prayer support. Let me tell you, we felt it. Amen. Uh, we relied upon it, and we saw the just powerful, powerful results of what God did. Um, and you know, just thinking about what we will share today, just kind of, kind of, both of us will tag team a little bit. Um, but you know, the the whole uh, concept of the whole idea of of missions work of us going uh, to Liberia and doing what we did is really a part of the vision of discipleship. It really is. Um, what God is doing in our youth, what God is doing in outreach and evangelism, what, what God is doing in every ministry, whatever, whatever God is doing uh, through us is, is part of the discipleship process, is part of teaching people about Christ, uh, getting that they might get to know him for salvation, but also that they might learn how to follow him, how to obey whatsoever he has commanded us. And we do this in community, and we do this together, and, and what we did was just one facet of that, and we're, we're so grateful. Uh, you know, God is still sending people. You know, um, what did Jesus say? As the Father sent me, so send I you. And that means you. That means us. That means all of us. He's still sending his disciples. And it's not just across the seas. It's across the street. That's, that's missions, that's ministry, that's evangelism. We go, uh, some of us go across the seas, but uh, we're all called to at least go across the street. And what we mean by that is on a local level, outreach, evangelism, what we do through children's ministry, youth ministry, whatever ministry, it's all about the process of sharing the good news and about making disciples and, and, and just... Um, being, being the witness that Christ called us to be. So I just want Lisa to just um, kind of jump in there. I know we kind of, I don't know what you have to share. If we're going to, we'll, 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 we'll flow together. We'll flow together. We're, we're, still, we're still lagging on the jet, jet lagging. Um, we had a uh, two days journey, 28 hours. 28 hours, so, but amen. Yeah. So just left. But I just want to just say the word obedience is so key in a Christian's life. And I go back 12 years. We're, we're, getting, we're planning now for our 11th Women of Judah Conference in May. Many of you have registered already. People from all over the place are registering online already. But the fact of being obedient 12 years ago when the Lord put it on our hearts to begin this conference, and you tie it into now when the Lord began to put on our hearts Women of Judah Africa, and we became obedient to that. And then it, it, it kind of transitioned into Judah Conference. 
And then it transitioned into Judah Conference Liberia. And so I just, one thing that really kept coming to my mind, even the whole time we were there, was just being obedient to begin Women of Judah 12, 11 years ago. That is what's brought us here. And, and, and many of you heard me say a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, when we began to talk about letters to Liberia, it all started with the purple. Because the Women of Judah theme conference is purple. And so Judah Conference Liberia started with purple, but now it's blue and red. Those are the colors of Liberia. And so it's exciting to be obedient. It's not always easy to be obedient, but it's exciting when you can look back at obedience many years ago that began a, began a, um, a process of being to where we are now. Because if we weren't obedient to women of Judah and the purple, 11 years ago, we probably wouldn't be standing here today talking about the red and the blue Liberia conference, Judah conference. And so the, the, what I want to express to you is be obedient to what God asks you to do no matter what it is, no matter how big you think it is and, and challenging you think it is, or how small and insignificant you think it is. Because whatever God is asking you to do is never insignificant. There is a purpose even if it's speaking to your neighbor about the Lord, even if it's sending an encouraging text to someone, even if it's getting up earlier and reading your Bible more than ever, whatever he asks you to do, there's a reason for it, and it is significant. So we just that was just one thing that I, I really thought pondered about quite a bit was just being obedient and prayerful and watching and see what, what God will develop out of one step of obedience. Amen. Amen. And you know, uh, we talk a lot about being blessed, and many times we, we think of it in terms of resources, of finances, but, but the real blessing is spiritual blessing. The Bible says that we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, and you know, we are, we are a blessed people, but you know what? We're blessed to be a blessing. And unless you understand that, that the blessing of God comes upon our life, and if we just keep it for ourselves, that, that flow is stopped. But when you pass it on, when you give it to other people, when you say, God, you have blessed me. And, you know, we've contemplated in prayer and, and fasting over the last few months and year. And you say, God, you've invested in, in us personally, but also in our church. There is so much invested in each and every one of you. And God has invested blessing. He has invested revelation. He's invested impartation of people. He has blessed us uh, with, with experiences that we want to be a blessing to other people. We, we, we just don't keep it for ourselves. And, and the more you're blessed, the more responsibility you have to be a blessing to other people. And you might look at going on a mission trip, going to Africa as something very um, glamorous and exciting, and it is, but, but it's not easy. We don't go um, um, carefree or, or just, you know, it's just a trip that we're going on, we go with fear and trepidation. We go with utter dependence on God. And what I mean by fear and trepidation, I mean we know we don't have it within ourselves to meet the need, the task that's set before us. So we go uh, uh, humbled, depending and trusting in God. God, we need you. God, we need your grace. God, we need your strength. God, we need your, your help to do what you've called us to do. And, and so God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, I've blessed you that you might be a blessing. 
And he says, I want you, through you, the nations of the world will be blessed. And that's always been God's heart and his plan is the nations, is the world. And so uh, why don't we just take a minute, if you can cue that video up, we just want to um, just share with you just short, several one-minute testimonies of those who attended the conference. We had many, 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 but we only were able to give a few. So if you can just uh, cue that up, that'd be great. I'm so grateful to be part of the Judah Conference, especially for the conference to be hosted in Good News Assembly of God Church. Being the president of the women's department, we are so grateful. We are so blessed. We are overwhelmed and we hope this will not be the last time. You will always come to Good News Assembly of God Church that we will be blessed and that we will be blessed and blessed by you, by your words, and by your encouragement. And I know someday some of us will leave for here too to go there to experience the, the blessing of God in America. We want to say thank you for coming. May God bless you. May God keep you, and we shall see again. God bless every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you very much. I'm Pastor Moses. I'm grateful to be here. This is the Good News Assemblies of God Church right in Monrovia, Sinko. And we want to bless God for the presence of Reverend Riches, to many who have been a great blessing to us in Liberia on this conference. We have people from different denominations, and especially in the Assemblies of God who gather together. And this conference has been so impactful. It has been a great contribution to the people of Liberia. We have benefited a lot from the fountains of the knowledge of this man of God. And we are encouraging the world, Liberians in the United States, everybody can take advantage of this so that we all can together be able to serve the Lord our God because he is one God. We thank God for everybody who participated. This conference is of a great blessings to everybody. God bless you, sir. And I well, I, I'm excited. I'm Andrew Tobam, Pastor Andrew Tobam, uh, and some of the pastor in Liberia. Uh, the conference, the Women of Judah Conference, has blessed all the loud. We learn much from uh, Pastor Richard and uh, Mother Lisa. You know, they bless our heart so much. I'm excited. My 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 next my next promise is that the, the conference again be be be, be brought back to Liberia next year. As a look this so that some of our friends who missed it will find a chance to be a part of it. I'm indeed excited and I bless God so much. I pray and hope that as you people will believe in me, God carry you people, increase you double and double. And I learned something that in, in the midst of my brokenness, I should always not lose my hope. I should always not lose my praise. I'm grateful, I'm grateful indeed. Thank you very much, Pastor Richard. and his wife for being here and you know the Judah conference was wonderful it was awesome and we learned many things from them we learned a lot the mother preached to us she taught us and all was fine the good thing I really told them was don't look up to other people don't look up to yourself look up to God and don't get tired to move forward, continue to press forward, don't give up. And mother, I tell you, we'll continue to press forward. We'll look up to God. If I was looking at myself before, this time around, I will be looking up to God. And, and it was wonderful. More especially last night, which was Friday night. 
the praise was wonderful and she sang wonderfully to us and our revenue minister to us greatly so we bless god i pray this will not be the last this will not be the end but we pray that god will continue to give them the grace to come back to minister to the whole library assemblies of god with me we want to enjoy the blessing that god gave you god bless you i'm grabbing comfort and saving god bless you mother I attended the Judah conference from Wednesday to Sunday. Later did I know that Judah actually means praise. And so from the from Wednesday or to present and to time to come, I will continue to praise the Lord. I would like to say thank you and welcome to uh, the Judah conference. It's a conclusion today. Uh, it has been so awesome from Wednesday through to today on Sunday. It has been a very wonderful teaching from Wednesday evening to Thursday morning. And then Friday we had separate sections. And we took a break on Saturday and then concluded on today. So it was all about praising God. It was all about worshiping God no matter what the condition is because we always face problems. So your problem shouldn't turn you away from God because God is always God. Remember, no matter what is happening to you. So we are, all, we are always cautioned and encouraged to praise God in everything. When you praise God according to the teaching, you put God in His first place. You make Him know that He's everything to you regardless of the situation. And you scare the devil away. So that was awesome. I really got impacted. And as a producer, as a music engineer, I'm going to use that to be able to include that into my production processes. And I was actually blessed. Thank you. Hello there, wherever you are, Liberia has been blessed by the coming of Pastor Richie and Pastor Lisa for the Judah Conference. And for those of you who follow, you see that it was not just a good news thing, it was a Liberia thing. Our outgoing general superintendent was there, the, the general, current general superintendent was there, and that shows how important this Judah Conference is to us and to the people of Liberia. You know Judah means praise. And so it was just it was just so timely for someone to come and tell us about praising God in the midst of all that we had to go through. And so we enjoyed it. And like you saw my post this morning, someone said, I hope Judah Conference is all that we have to do and we'll just be here. So the conference was wonderful. And we say thank you to Pastor Richard. We say thank you to the Victory Church. We say thank you for all those who are encouraging and supported. They are coming to Liberia. May God bless you. Amen. That last clip that was Pastor Zabay, he is the Assistant Superintendent of the Assemblies of God for the whole country, and he was the host pastor. Um, if you heard a lot of horns tooting in the background, um, you know, in Africa, well, in Liberia, a lot of countries, they love to toot the horn. Um, and, and if the horn breaks, they have to get rid of the car. It's not, it's not good anymore. <laughs> but uh, you think there's traffic in, in Providence or New York City. You haven't seen traffic. And, um, but what a wonderful, wonderful experience and blessing to be 
in Africa to be uh, doing the work of the ministry. I mean, it, God just did exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. He really did. Um, it was such a, such a powerful time. Each session, God had something, something special that he did. I know personally God touched me in one of the sessions. I was just weeping in the presence of the Lord. The anointing of God was just so powerful. And, and it's just one of those things you, you can't plan it. You can't uh, uh, put it on the calendar like it's going to happen. It's just that you're in the moment. You're pressing and all of a sudden God just, God just breaks through. You know, one of the things that really impressed me, I had been to Liberia in 2007 and then in 2012, and I mentioned this uh, to the church, I, I have seen uh, the level of worship go to, uh, worship go to a whole nother level. I really saw the, not only the, 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 the uh, quality of the music or, or the technical aspect of it, but the anointing, the presence of God. God is working. God is moving around the world. God's spirit is moving in the nations of the world, and it's just, it's just so powerful. You know, as Pastor Zabay said, there were other churches, there were other denominations, there were other leaders. The general superintendent, who was the leader of all of the assemblies of God for Liberia, he was present in the meetings. And so that was humbling for us. And I know for my wife, it was, you know, challenging to preach to all, a little intimidating uh, to have these leaders. And the leader of all of the women's ministries of all West Africa, not just Liberia, but uh, I believe it was Liberia, uh, Togo, uh, Sierra Leone, Niger not, not Nigeria, I think it was Ghana, Ghana. But she's the leader, and, and she was in the meetings, and she uh, gave an um, unofficial, informal invitation for Pastor Lisa to come back and to speak to over 1,500 women at a conference, I believe, next, maybe in a year or two. I'm not sure when it was. But it was just amazing how, how God brought all this together. And, um, you know, at this time, I just want uh, Pastor Lisa to share about the vision of Letters to Liberia. In those letters, there was $20 that was given. And we found out, I had done a little research, kind of Googled and tried to figure out what um, 20 U.S. was in their, in their money. And I thought it was a day or two's wages, but I was mistaken. When I talked to uh, people in Liberia, I found out that the average worker, maybe a school teacher, a uh, uh, police worker, government, government worker, makes $120 a month, U.S., a month. And you say, well, it's all relative. Their food is cheap and everything's cheap. No, gas is still $5.65 a gallon. Uh, we, we had lunch in the, the restaurant in the, um, in the hotel or dinner, and um, that was like a meal was $10. So, so think about that. If someone is making 120 a month, they cannot afford a car. They cannot afford to go out to eat. Uh, they just are barely, barely getting by. So $20 was almost equivalent to a week's salary for you and I. So do the math. So how significant that was to bless them. And we found out they can buy a bag of rice. And so this money was given to women. And so for them, the first thing they would do was go out and buy a bag of rice to bring that home to their family. So what happened, if any of you have not heard this story yet, in February when, when we were planning our Intentional Women monthly event, I just started thinking about February is so often focused on love because of Valentine's Day. And the philosophy of the women's group here, Intentional Women, is learning, loving, and leading. And so I thought, well, we want to focus on loving for February in our meeting. 
And I began to pray, and the Lord just put on my heart to do something for the trip to Liberia. And then he just started showing me notes of encouragement. And that led to a note of encouragement with a $20 bill in every envelope. And so we had our meeting, and we, we prayed, and we asked the Lord to speak and give words of encouragement that we'll be going to a particular woman that I wouldn't know who it was going to, but the Lord did. God knows exactly those envelopes and the order that they were in in my bag and how they were going to be pulled out and given out. He knows. That's how important his daughters are to him. Amen. So even after our event in February, the next several weeks, people were still coming up to me and asking me for notes that they could also write a note and put in their $20. So I'm happy to tell you, we took 58 letters to Liberia with us. Um, actually, 60, two of them were specifically earmarked for Christian education teachers. And 15 letters from the children came in with a dollar each. We got the pictures. I sent them to Kelly, the head of BGMC. She was able to show them last Sunday all of the children getting their envelope with their letter and their dollar. And so letters to Liberia really became something that was fun for us because of you giving. We got to do the fun part, but actually it was difficult sometimes. It was difficult. You have to be very subtle. And if one person sees you giving a letter, suddenly you're flocked with people. So it really, it, it was fun, but it was difficult. And as, the, as a couple of days went by, I want to tell you one story about one particular woman. But as a couple of days went by, I just felt the Lord saying, give them to pastor's wives. We were having so many pastors come, and most of the wives couldn't be there. Some of the pastors, I know my husband's going to mention, one pastor traveled 12 hours from the interior. And that's not a 12-hour 95 highway, okay? It shouldn't even take 12 hours if it had a 95 highway. But it's 12 hours of very rough riding. Like six hours from interior on a right, motorcycle, car. I mean, very different from what we're used to. I was telling everybody this morning, I will never complain about a pothole in Rhode Island again ever in my life anywhere. But... Um, but anyway, so we started giving them to either the pastor's wives that were there. I asked, you know, Pastor Zabay and his wife, Mother Comfort, I said, help me with pastor's wives. I, we, we need to get these into their hands. And so they were bringing pastors to me and their wives and, and giving these out. And I cannot express to you the gratitude that these pastors that were taking for their wives or the wives that were there were showing. And backing up a couple of days, the first night that we were there, Wednesday night, we walked in and we went on the platform, and right in the second row was a woman that looked to be maybe in her 70s, um, possibly older, but maybe 70s, and she, she was in the choir and she was singing and very, you know, exuberant in her praise, but she just had a, she had a sad, she just looked sad. And for some reason that stood out to me, and I knew I'm going to give her one of these letters. So when the service ended, we were just, you know, flocked with people and, and greetings and relatives of, of many of you here and friends. And we were snapping pictures and trying to text them to all, some of you here. And so when I looked, this woman was gone. And I felt disappointed. But as we were leaving, we got outside and it's very dark. There aren't street lights and all that. So it's very dark. And the pastor was trying to quickly get us into the vehicle to get us back to the hotel. But I saw out of the corner of my eye that woman. And I grabbed one of those letters out of my bag, and I went over it, and I said, open this when you get home. The next day, we go on the platform again. There she is in the second row, beaming. Her face was beaming. 
and I caught her eye, and we gave a little wave. After she came, she couldn't speak a lot of very good English, but she was communicating how thankful she was. I posted her picture on Facebook, and I said, this is one of the very first women. We, get, we find out she, Nettie, I don't know if she, I think Nettie is in the children's church room. We find out she's actually Nettie's aunt. Now, who can put together a letter to Liberia? All right, so just back up. Women of Judah, 11 years. Fast forward to now, Judah Conference. Letters to Liberia that you gave. We get all the way to Liberia. There's hundreds of people here, and one of the first letters goes to a relative of Victory Church. And she was new. She's a widow. She was a widow. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. I think newly widowed. So you can even when you look at those stories, God was in this conference. God knits things together. <clears throat> Excuse me. So letters to Liberia was was impactful and effective and blessed many many people. So thank you for your part in that. Yes, the church. Amen. Give God praise this morning. I mean, we could only do our best to try to give you a little bit of a glimpse and communicate to you um, the lives that were touched. But we just blessed everywhere we went. We were blessing people. And personally, um, the money that was collected, uh, we had enough to give out. Um, I was giving out $100 bills to pastors that I, I just felt led to. And again, $100 is almost a month salary. I don't know what you make, but but think about what but but it's even more significant uh, to to them because of just the, the, the poverty and the lack. So um, there was one one pastor, he uh, Pastor Lisa mentioned he traveled twelve hours. I said he's worthy of a of a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> he's worthy of being blessed. If he if he traveled uh, several hours from the interior where there were no roads to to catch a, a, a a, draw, a ride down in a car um, for the rest of the journey. Um, surely, I, he, he's worthy of a blessing. And and so, but there was this one pastor. He was elderly. He was in his 70s. And come to find out, he had just had emergency surgery in one of their hospitals. A real uh, uh, touch and go situation. Thank God he came through. So I was able to bless him. And everyone that I blessed, I would speak a word into the area, a word of encouragement, a word of blessing, because I just look at it as these are men of God who have served under such challenging, difficult circumstances and, and, and have been so faithful. And I said, if I can speak life to them and also give them a, a, a Pentecostal handshake, Pentecostal handshake, if you don't know what that is, is you have money in your hand and you shake the hand and then you slide away and you leave the money in their hand. Um, so that's a Pentecostal handshake, and, and that's still okay to do, amen? Um, and, and so you should try it, not to receive it, but to give it. Um, and so um, as I'm blessing people, you know, when he afterwards realized that he told me, he said there were tears in my eyes when I realized what blessing I had received. He was a man in his 70s. He served God for 40 years as a pastor, had been through this operation, physically challenged, but to receive that encouragement, and I did that to, um, I think it was about over a dozen pastors to bless them with that kind of money and to speak encouragement, to say, listen, we are partnering with you. We are standing with you. We are uh, trying to encourage and 
be a blessing to you. So, so we praise God for that. What, a, what an awesome, just the blessing, the blessing, the blessing that we were just sowing seeds into a nation. And, and the ministry, um, that was the financial aspect. But spiritually, uh, I believe God gave us the grace. God enabled us to preach. My wife, I was so proud of her um, and her preaching. I mean, she started off the conference. She did so well. It was like I was saying, oh, God, maybe I should just let her do all the preaching. <laughs> Um, I say that pot joking, but I didn't let her know that. But I'm sitting in the meeting, and I got to preach, and I'm saying, oh, God, I'm looking at my message. This message don't look that good. It's like, can these dry bones live? But you know what happened? As I'm, I'm sitting there, God just downloaded an, a whole other message, and I scribble my notes. And again, um, you know, you might say, well, Pastor, you've been preaching for 30-something years. You've been on many missions trips. But I don't look at it like that because I don't trust in myself. That's, that's a dangerous thing to become self-confident. I want to be God-confident. And so, so I go, like Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, when I was among you, I was with you with fear and trembling. What did he mean? He meant he wasn't going to rely upon his oratory skills or his ability to uh, communicate or his experience, but he was dependent upon the Spirit of God, and he knew that he couldn't, he couldn't manufacture that. He knew he had to trust God and depend upon God, and so God gave me a message, and again, I'm preaching in front of the leader of the whole nation for the assemblies of God and all these pastors and leaders, and, and just humbly, I'm saying, God, I need you to anoint me, and God blessed it. God powerfully anointed, and I give him all the glory because I know it's him. I'm dependent on him. I, 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 don't have, I don't have it in my own self, but, but God so faithfully, faithfully blessed and anointed. And um, the general superintendent, at the end of the week, he stood up and he was just so grateful and he was honoring us and appreciating us. And he said, he said we need to do this, this Judah conference every year. And he said, we need to get all the churches. He said, I'm going to get all the churches behind it. He said, we need to get a larger venue. And he said, we need to encourage all of our people to come to where we're sitting there. We're saying, oh, Lord, let us get through our first journey. But um, first, the first Judah conference, I have to say, was a great, great success. We give God glory. We give God praise. We thank you for your prayers. Your partnership, your giving, um, it was just, if you could have just seen it, you could have just been there to see what an impact it was for the glory of God. So I can't remember if it was the second or third day, um, the pastor's wife, Comfort, and Pastor Zabay let us know that their daughter was so um, impressed with the theme of the conference that she wanted to start a group in the church called Judah Girls for the younger girls. And I just began to cry. I thought, Judah Girls, that's awesome for young girls to begin to train them and teach them as young girls the importance of worshiping God even what they're going through. Young people go through a lot of things, too. You know that, Pastor Mike and Pastor Tara. The teens, the, the girls in elementary school, they go through so much stuff. So thinking that they want to include the young girls, she caught the vision. Even as a young woman herself, she caught the vision of we need to do this in our church, teach them while they're young. And so, again, see, again, that ties back to obedience. Women of Judah, 
Judah Conference Liberia, Judah Girls. This is all the heart of God. This isn't man-made ideas. This is just being obedient once and God opening up the doors for other things. See, we just sometimes sit back and want to live life our way and do things our way that we're comfortable with. We're comfortable with staying home. I'm comfortable living without 28-hour journeys. I'm very comfortable without that because that was not comfortable. But when, when we step out and we, we, we just obey in one way, that, um, that starts like a domino effect where God begins to do other things in our life. So, again, obedience. So pray for that group and that, and that, and that young woman, for Judah girls. Amen. And, and um, practically, we had our share of rice. Rice for breakfast, for lunch, and <laughs> you want, still want more rice? But we had, uh, we had some meat pies, jollof, um, what else? Chicken, chicken, of course. But, but after the last session in the pastor's office, there was such a special moment. And it was very humbling. Uh, pastors and leaders were coming in the office, and they wanted, me to, they wanted us to pray over them. And uh, at one point, I just had to choke back tears because I just says, God, I, you know, I'm humbled, but I'm honored to be able to lay hands on these men and women of God and try to just impart something to them of, of lasting value to bring encouragement to them. And it was just such a, just a God moment. We didn't plan it, but they were coming in and, and we were just laying hands on them and just speaking and, and, and just trying to speak words of life and encouragement and pray over them. And, and uh, we were just so, so honored and so grateful to see um, the goodness of God the goodness of God and the, the work of God. And as Pastor Lisa said, um, you know, this started as a, as a vision many years ago. And just, just being faithful. You know, there's a principle in Scripture. He who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. And sometimes we want to do the great things that we, we don't just be faithful in the little. Because sometimes doing the little things don't seem that gratifying or don't seem that rewarding. But you know what God sees and that's what God's doing. He's, he's testing our heart. Are we willing to be faithful just with the little? Even, Jesus said, even if you give a cup of cold water in my name, you will in no wise lose your reward. And so the faithfulness of God and then for God to, to bring us to this point and open a door to a nation, to be a blessing to, to the assemblies of God and also other denominations that were present and to see churches come together in unity was just, was just an amazing thing. And, and, and then, you know, you, you have that contrast of all that you see God doing and then you look at the, the greatness of the need. You look at, um, you know, the, the, the challenges that they face, the poverty, the lack of opportunity, um, just, just so much of that. And you say, God, how are we really making a difference? This is just so much. And, and I, just want, um, I just want Lisa to just share a story in closing that I, I, think, I think encourages us to, to see the bigger picture and how God is working in individuals, and it does make a difference. Yeah, when we would drive from, from the hotel to the church and, and other places, I was so impacted by just, I mean, extreme poverty, looking out my window and just seeing people teeming hundreds and thousands of people everywhere, any time of day or night. And you do begin to feel hopeless, kind of like, why are we here? Are we even making a difference? 
at this conference. And, you know, as we've been talking about it the last few days, we're not useless. We are making a difference. Every letter that got handed out encouraged the, the, the person, which could encourage their community. It could encourage their church. And it, I, I, we, I, I kept saying often when I would get behind the pulpit, we are here to inject you with hope. And so even though we were surrounded by so much of that poverty, we realize we're making a difference because we're asking God what he wants us to do. And, and even relating here at Victory, as you mentioned, everything we do here is making a difference. You know, I was struck where, where we came back and we, we heard all of the planning that's been going on for the Easter outreach. And then we hear about the fantastic time at the youth convention. And Pastor Maureen had 13 people for street evangelism yesterday. So we didn't leave and the church shut down while we were gone. Because you have to understand something. You're the church. We're leaders. You have some really awesome leaders that are sitting among you, but you guys make up the church. And so to come back and hear all of these reports did our heart very much good. And all of those things make a difference here at Victory and in Liberia. Amen. So I want to read this illustration that, that my husband came across. The starfish story. Once upon a time, there was an old man who used to go to the ocean to do his writing. He had a habit of walking on the beach every morning before he began his work. Early one morning, he was walking along the shore after a big storm had passed, and he found the vast beach littered with starfish as far as the eye could see, stretching in both directions. Off in the distance, the old man noticed a small boy approaching. As the boy walked, he paused every so often, and as he grew closer, the man could see that he was occasionally bending down to pick up an object and throw it into the sea. The boy came closer still, and the man called out, Good morning, may I ask what it is that you are doing? The young boy paused, looked up, and replied, I'm throwing starfish into the ocean. The tide has washed them up onto the beach, and they can't return to the sea by themselves, the youth replied. When the sun gets high, they will die unless I throw them back into the water. The old man replied, but there must be tens of thousands of starfish on this beach. I'm afraid you won't really be able to make much of a difference. The boy bent down, picked up yet another starfish, and threw it as far as he could into the ocean. Then he turned, he smiled, and he said it made a difference to that one. Amen. We made a difference to that one, to that one, to that one, and to that one. By the grace of God and, and through your, your partnership. Would you stand together with us uh, this morning? It truly made a difference. It truly mattered for everyone that we prayed for. Those of you that the Holy Spirit might have quickened and reminded you to pray or gave you a burden to pray. It made a difference. For every um, letter um, to, to the women, uh, it made a difference. To every uh, handshake, Pentecostal handshake, but a $100 bill, it made a difference. To that young boy, we helped to pay his school bills for Bible college. It's going to make a difference. So I want to thank Victory Church. I want to thank its leadership. I want to thank its members, regular attendants, those who prayed, those who supported the work of God. Um, you know, you, 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 you went on a missions trip through us. Yes. Yes. Churches were impacted. 
pastors were encouraged, lives were inspired. Together, we made a difference for the glory of God. And I want to close in prayer, but I want to read a scripture from Philippians. This is Paul writing, and listen, listen to what he said, and this is, this is us saying this to you. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you lift your hands this morning? And I want to pray. We want to pray a blessing over you. You know, one of the things I shared in one of my sessions, we broke off with the men. I talked about, you know, the importance of loving God's, the loving the world. And I said this, I says, God will bless any life, any church that wraps its arms around the world. And what I mean by that is when we have a love for God's world, God, the, the, the world, people, God will bless that individual. God will bless that church. I believe our church is blessed because we have wrapped our arms around the world. I believe you have a heart for people. You have a heart for the world. You have a heart for your nation. You have a heart for this nation. And God will bless us for that. Amen. So, Father, today we just pray. We thank you for the partnership of the gospel. We thank you that the ministry is not a, a solo sport. It's not a one-man show. It's, it's a partnership. We all do our part. We all are a part of the kingdom of God. And I pray, Lord, even as Paul prayed, that you who have begun a good work, God, you will complete it. God, you know the individual desires of each one here. You know the corporate desire. You know the passion. You know, God, the burden that we have, God, both individually and collectively. And so, God, today I pray that you who have begun a good work, you will complete it, God. God, I pray, Lord, that as you have blessed us, we would be a blessing, God. God, and we thank you today, God. We thank you for the impact, God, that the difference it made for that one person, that individual, that woman, that, that pastor, that, that young person. Father, each and every one, it made a difference, and we pray, God, that what you've done will stand fast. We thank you, God, that you will complete what you've begun, God, both in our lives and in Liberia and around the world, God. We also remember Ukraine today. We remember Russia, God. We remember the souls, God, people that are dying, people that are suffering. God, we ask that the church would somehow be mobilized. We pray for Convoy of Hope, God, that's working in Ukraine. We pray for Samaritan's Purse, God, Franklin Graham's ministry that's working there. God, touch them people, God, somehow, some way that it would make a difference for each and every one that is impacted and touched, Father. We thank you for this gathering. We thank you for the church this morning. We thank you for the body of Christ and everyone here. We pray a blessing over in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. Take time to greet someone. Give someone a handshake, a hug, a welcome, a God bless you. And you're at liberty to go. Amen.